Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Step to that greatness that we just witnessed. I want to say that today is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. It's pouring rain here in Middle Tennessee. So I was just sitting here thinking, you know, as Marcus and Ashley gave us those seven steps, be aware of your current situation. Be honest with yourself. Flip the script. Whatever's going on, if it's negative talk, if it's if it's energy uh, draining you from outside sources, people around you, get away from them. Whatever you need to do to flip the script. Let, let you know letting go of the control factor realize that there's a higher source that you can submit to whether that's god or what whatever you believe in submit to your vision submit to your higher power submit to god um, using affirmations you know telling yourself that you can that you can do anything you believe anything you can conceive and believe you can achieve you can make things happen and then ashley and marcus talked about having a vision board just having that I'm not real good at this. I've, I write things down in notepads, but I need to take that step and, and, and create a, a vision board. Maybe I can get Ashley to help me out with that, but have a vision board. And if you're not ready to make it and put it on your wall, like Ashley Faye does, if you're, if you're not, if you're like me, you're not good at creating vision boards, sit down and, uh, and pray and meditate on it and have a vision of it and, and just know exactly what you want. Be crystal clear on what you want and then go after it and then write down your goals daily. Uh, each day you can break it down into 15 minute, 30 minute, one hour, one day, one day segments, write down your goals for 30, 60, 90 days, one year, three year, five years, but write down your goals daily on what you need to accomplish that day and then give it to God. That's my favorite part of what Marcus and Ashley talked about is give it to God, let him know what you want and he'll, he'll guide your steps. He'll give you the steps forward. I've heard Ashley say this over and over and I love it every time I hear it. Um, you know, just gaining clarity on the steps moving forward. In fact, that's why we started the social media show back in January is we wanted to help business owners, entrepreneurs, individuals gain clarity on the steps they need to take moving to move forward in a positive direction in their business. Because if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. There's no standing still. 
And so hopefully those steps that Marcus and Ashley gave you can give you clarity on some things you need to do today. Maybe you need to sit down and write your goals. Maybe you need to set your affirmations. Maybe you just need to work on your vision board. Or maybe you just need to talk to God and uh, give some things up to him that have been weighing you down. Whether that's worry, anxiety, fear, whatever that is, just give it to God. And, uh, you know, let let myself, I know Marcus and Ashley are there. If you need somebody to pray for you, just let us know. Reach out to us and we'll be glad to do that as well. So I'm going to add a step. All these seven steps that Marcus and Ashley gave you are amazing. They're inspiring. They're motivational. But I'm just going to add a quick step. Make a decision. Make a decision that you'll you'll stick. Maybe today you can only commit to one of these steps. Steps. Just make a decision that you'll that you'll do one of these things. Make a decision that you'll start following these seven steps, because these aren't things that Marcus and Ashley just made up. These are things that they have implemented to move forward to create successes in their uh, in their own lives and businesses in a unique way. If you haven't heard Ashley Faye's story, check her out over on Facebook, the QVC of Facebook. Check her out on Instagram. If you don't know Marcus's full story, reach out to him, ask him for a copy of his book. Uh, and, uh, you know, and more importantly, if you have a chance, meet them in person in Dallas in, at the Embrace Your Ambition in the middle of October. And so with that said, before I introduce my good friend and one of my besties in all of life, Credit Ninja, let's re reset the room because you are in the Breakfast with Champions room, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. Did you know that we're not just on Clubhouse right now? We want you to hang out with us here on Clubhouse, but we also have the Breakfast with Champions podcast and Breakfast with Champions pages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And we want you to we want you to be there for all the good stuff on each of the pages, the the, the platforms that you like to spend time, the platforms that make you the most comfortable, the platforms that feed you, give you the energy. If it's Clubhouse, hang out here all day and then go do the things you need to get done. But if you're hanging out on other platforms, we're all, we're on the we're in the other spots too, my friend. And we want you to be there wherever you are. So here's what we want you to do to find out exactly where we are. Go to at Breakfast with Champions Club on Instagram. If you're not following the, the club on Instagram yet, um, in addition to following the little greenhouse here on Clubhouse, just go to at Breakfast with Champions Club. And you can click on the link in the bio at the top of the page. And from there, you can follow us anywhere you want to stay connected. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to one of the most amazing people here on Clubhouse. Every time she speaks... You want to take notes, you want to listen, and you want to pay attention because she speaks from life experiences. Marcus and Ashley just gave you seven steps, and I'm sure if we ask Credit Ninja to give her steps, it might be three, it might be 13, it might be 33 steps that you need to take to take your business to the next level. But I can guarantee you that she's incorporated some or all of these seven steps that Marcus and Ashley gave you because I've seen it firsthand. I've heard her tell her stories. She's overcome some major obstacles in business and life. And, and, and she could, she can teach you about how to be, how to be a, a business owner. She can teach you how to be an entrepreneur. She can teach you how to be an amazing host. When you visit her city, if you're blessed to be able to get to spend time with her, she's the best I know at that. And she can also teach you all about your finances, your credit, so much knowledge, wisdom, and inspiration. And more importantly, so much love inside the heart. I want to introduce you to credit ninja. Take notes, guys. Credit Ninja is going to take over, and I'm here to help out, take notes, and uh, just love on this stuff. Credit Ninja, the mic is yours, my friend. Oh I'm my Credit God. Ninja's oh biggest fan, and I'd really appreciate if she could send me a signed autograph. That would be awesome. Thank you. I oh got you, God. Brittany. Brittany, Credit Ninja. Brittany. You know, I, I guys, I feel so much love, and with the inspiration I just 
heard from Nate and also Ashley and Marcus, my brother. I don't know where he went. Oh, there he is. Okay, he changed his profile. I'm in here, girl. What? What do you? What, you keep changing. You you're confusing me. Uh, but anyways, good morning, guys. Monday is my favorite day of the week, and I'll tell you why. It's hanging out with the Breakfast of Champions, Glenn's room. Thank you, Glenn, for having me, Nate, and all the whole breakfast of champions team you know breakfast is you know, the most important meal of the day and somehow i start my breakfast in the uk room can you believe that i don't know how i ever sleep Brittany. how do i do this but um it all boils to you know just being excited about living i mean how cool is it that we get an did we lose you i can't hear you I think we lost Credit Ninja just for a second. She's uh, maybe the wife. There she is. There you are. We lost you for a second, Credit. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. Um, maybe I was in the Matrix. But what I was saying is Monday's my favorite day because um, it's the start of a new week. But for me, Monday's just not any it's, – it's not like it's, – it's like any other day for me. So I treat it like any, any day, any special day. So being able to be consistent every day is so important. So let's get to that. For, guys, for the people who don't know me, I'm Credit Ninja on this app, off the app. I'm a credit expert, but also a business strategist because I've, um, I'm a founder of two technology companies. And this third time around, it's more of being able to help people understand their finances. Financial literacy is so important. And I just want to do a quick story, but back in 2008, when everybody lost a lot of money because of the financial crash in 2008, I lost everything, guys. I uh, lost my company, my house, my credit went to crap. I just had to rebuild myself. I mean, after four years of that, in 2014 is when I started rebuilding my credit with a score of 300 and something with a debt load of $165,000 and I had no way of paying for it. So if you have no way of paying for it, everything goes to collection. But what I found out through the process, because I had to deal with some legal issues, was I was in the law library for a long time. And after dealing with my legal matter, I learned that there was a special, there's a special law out there to protect consumer. It's called the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Okay, Fair Credit Reporting Act is something that was established in the 1970s but no one knew about it. It was a way that you can make the creditors validate that debt. And what I'm saying is that once a debt goes from the bank to the collection company, it is now fair game for you to make sure that is that debt valid or not. Because remember one thing in your credit file, there's so much data in there, right? A lot of it is, might be true, but there's a lot of it mixed in that might be inaccurate. Your addresses, your names, um, the debt that you owe. I mean, think about it. If, if, I'm going to ask you a question right now. How many credit cards do you have right now? Most people, half the people don't even know that they have all these credit cards. They may be a credit card they've had a long time ago. They forgot about it. I mean, most people don't remember what they ate for lunch a week from last week, right? So what you're able to do is you're, you're forcing all these banks to validate that data, you know, the information that they have on you. So I'm going to be breaking down all these things about credit, which is mysterious because it's very complicated. Credit is something that you don't learn in school, right? I've never been taught credit. 
in high school, elementary school, even in college, even when I graduated, I was already getting off on the wrong foot because American Express had offered those credit cards. Remember in college when they came to your school and they offered those offered those credit cards and you're like, wow, I'm gonna get a American Express and they're giving me a ticket to fly home to see my family or my friends. And you got that ticket, but you never paid for that credit card. So you thought, well, I didn't know how to pay it in 30 days. I thought I had six months or a year or never. Some people thought they never had to pay it back. Then you started off with having bad credit. So I wanna just go over something that is not taught in school. I mean, Nate, I'm gonna ask you a question, Nate. Did, was 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 credit taught in college? Do you remember any of that, Nate? No, definitely not. I think me and my friends talked about how we could get uh, credit at the casinos when we would skip class. But other than that, I think that's the only time credit was talked about. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a bad habit, getting credit at the casino. That's next level. But you know what? Let's not gamble with our credit. You know, for those who don't know, um, Nate and Nate and I hung out a lot in Las Vegas, and I guess he used to live here in Las Vegas. He's a big poker player, as you can see from his profile. And and I want to compare poker with credit, and I'll tell you why. Because it's how you manage your finances. And no, I know when I see Nate play poker, it's not gambling because he actually manages his chip count. Chip is those poker chips or equivalent to money. He's able to take certain risks when he needs to, and he's building out his stacks of cards, uh, his stacks of, of, of chips and so forth, and his bankroll. That's the same thing that happens in credit, because when you first start with credit, you get one credit card. I don't, I don't know if you remember it when, when you were growing up, when you were about 18, you're like, now I need a car or a house and so forth, and some people do it the right way usually add them to a card. It's called authorized user for those who don't know. It's where the parents put their kids on a card and either they get the card or they don't get the card. They're now able to um, establish some type of credit. So that's called authorized user. If you guys write that down, it's where, for example, if Nate didn't have any credit and I had credit, I would add Nate to my credit card, even though he, I don't give Nate the card. Guess what happens? My good credit floats over to Nate. So if I had 15 years of credit, guess what happens, guys? Nate is going to get 15 years of credit within a few months. That's a little trick, everyone. But that's something that you could actually boost your credit so that you can get started on the right foot. And then from there, what you do is you can start applying for your own credit card. And you know what? With credit, you don't want to go too crazy. I've seen so many people go out there and they start the credit game, guess what they do? They go get a whole bunch of store credit cards. Let me repeat, guys. Retail credit cards like Macy's, you know, Banana Republic, um, those little credit cards at the store credit cards are a big no-no. Write that down. No store credit cards. And I'll tell you why. Because if you're going to be using your bullets, say you have only five bullets in your gun, and you use all five for store credit card, that actually is you, it's like a, a bad use of your increase. Increase are when you go and you apply for credit and they run your credit because you're asking for that company or that bank to allow you to have credit cards. Do you see that? So when you use store credit cards, remember that store credit card, most of the time you can only use it at that store. There's no value in that, see? It's like, it's worthless almost. So 
the word, I, I want to repeat this, like we're getting ready to get into the holiday season and everyone's going about to go shopping. There's a lot of online shopping. There's uh, in-person shopping. You're in the mall. You're walking with your friends or your, your, your mom or your wife or your husband, whatever. And these people would call and ask you, hey, open a Macy's credit card and you get 25% all day today or 10%. And they keep bugging you through it. And guess what happened? You open that credit card, right? And you thought you had a good deal, but you forgot about that credit card. You forgot a month from now because, you know, all your bills kind of is like stacked up in a pile and it got lost or whatever it is. And then 60 days comes around. Now you start to go and apply for credit because you have to go to a new car because your car broke down. And guess what happens? You get denied because you missed a 60 day late on a Macy's credit card, which you only use one time during the holiday season and it really dropped your score 150 points see late payments are the worst worst type of negative item on your credit report it could drop your score down dramatically dramatically so that's one of the tips i want to give you i hope you write that that down but before i do that if, if you're getting some good information we talked about collections last last time that we spoke but this time we're just going to go through other things related to credit but ping a few people in this room go down to the very bottom there's a plus sign ping a few people in because if the, if you are able to include this include them in this conversation and they come back and go thank you so much for you know pinging me in that room i learned a few things that could actually help me improve my finances improve my credit that's something that you could obviously do right now everyone ping like three people in the room let's blow up this room right now guys so with that i want to start with something else you know we want to go over like the factors of credit you know the fico score the mysterious fico score it's fair credit reporting score okay it's, it's your score that you fair isaac okay so that's a score that banks use to grade you let's talk about the factors of credit these are the things that make up your fico score you know that you know that score that you get like 500 score you don't want to be in the 500s 700 a little bit better 730 plus that's where you want to be because if you do go and apply for credit you want to get approved for these things so let's let's go through that okay the most important factor that makes up 35 percent of your of your fico credit score is the payment history that means like you gotta make sure you pay early or on time. You don't wanna have any missed payments. You don't wanna have any, you know, charge off. Charge offs are when, say for example, you lost your job, okay? And you couldn't pay that bill and you couldn't pay that bill for 30 days and then 60 days, then 90 days, then 120 days. And then guess what? That bank gave up on you. They didn't wanna call you anymore. Like Capital One didn't wanna call you cause you're not picking up the call. So they sell it off. They sell it up to a collection company and then they charged it off. When they charged it off, that means Capital One wrote it off as a loss because they couldn't come after you, but then they sold it to a collection company so they can make a little bit more off of it. That's your payment history. That's gonna take a big ding. That's the most important thing is your payment history, the behavior in which you manage your money. So that is the most important thing. So how do we prevent you from having bad payment history you got to make your payments on time you got to understand your budget you want to know what you're spending every month so if you put it on that credit card before you swipe think twice 
okay? Before you swipe that card, think that it's pretend like it's cash. Pretend like like when you swipe, you make you think in your head, okay, I know I have that money allocated to pay in the next week or in the next month. What's your game plan to pay it off? And say you're a really busy person. Say you're the president of the United States and you don't have time because you're like so busy to pay that bill. Guess what you do? Set up automatic payment. Automatic payment, you can go online. Okay, if you don't know, call your bank. Ask them, I want to do automatic payment because Credit Ninja told me to set this up so that I don't miss a payment. I really value my score. They're going to show you how to set it up. You pick the account that goes out of. Make sure there's money in there, guys, because I've seen so many people do automatic payment. There's no money in there. Pick the account that has allocated that amount. And even if you pick the minimum payment every month, I would suggest not only make it on the due date, how about we do it early? Do it three days early, and I'll tell you why. What if that weekend was a three-day holiday and you did it on a Sunday or Monday? The payment really won't post until the next day, which is Tuesday. So that shows you're like a day late and you may hit a fee. So I would suggest if you want to get an 850 credit score like me, pay it three days early or even pay it earlier than that. The earlier, the better. Remember, the early, the early bird gets the warm. The warm is the, the warm, you know what I mean? It's like the 850 score, right? The infamous 850 score. I want you to shoot for that. Write that down. You want to be in the 800 club. Your goal is to head towards the 800 club. You don't want to be below 600. You don't want to be below 700. You want to be 730 to 850, okay? So write that down, okay? So automatic payment. So even if you make a minimum payment, that's fine. What you want to do is remind yourself, hey, I'm going to make that $50 minimum payment, but I know I owe more. I'm going to work really hard. So that's why it's important for you to set up a calendar, a credit calendar. Write that down. Credit calendar that puts all the things that are due, that are like your debt, your, your bills, everything on that calendar and push it three days early. So always think your head. I always want to pay at least three days early for everything. Remember, it's always good to be early than be late. Actually, you know what? When you're on time, you're actually late. So earlier when I text Nate, I go, Nate, I'm going to be there four minutes early. Why? Because that way I'll be prepared just in case he calls on me. I'll be ready. So always be early. You never know. You get rewarded for being early because things happen to you that you don't expect. Never be late. You're going to be you're going to be in a big mess if you're late. So remember, we're talking about payment history. Never be late. Write that down. Always be early. Okay? This is a really good tip, guys. If you want an 850 score like me, and that's the thing, guys. When you do get any coaches or anyone that's helping you, and if they're good in that field, you want to ask them, what is your, what is your winning record? What, what, what are your results? What is your credit score, Credit Ninja? Can you show me? Is it at least an 800? If not, why would I listen to you? Ask, ask that question. The second part of your score, the factor, is the amount that you, you owe on your credit cards. Now think about it. It makes 30%. That's a big amount of your credit score. So if you owe like each credit card, okay? So each credit card, say you have four credit cards, and each of them was, uh, the limits were like, say, 5000 you want to keep them all under, ideally, under 30%. But if you want a really good credit score, under 5%, okay? So if you have 5,000, 
you want to keep it under 30% on that card. And then the other card also under 30% all across the board. Don't just heavy load it on one card. Say, say for example, you say, you know what? I'm going to, I zeroed out all the four cards with one card. I'm just, I'm just using one card and it's 80% maxed out and you thought it was good. No, it's not good. You got to bring that all the way down to under 30% if you want to get a decent score, but you want to have a good score, keep it under like 10 or 5% like I do. Remember that. And that's how they grade you. They want to make sure that you don't overload that card because their idea is if you're about to max out on that card, that means you're about to let your credit go. And that's a risk. That's a red light to the banks. Do you understand? So keep it under 30% on each card. Okay. Not just on, you know, across the board, but just on each card. So if you have five cards, keep each of them under 30%. But if you want a really good score, under 5% would be great, okay? Another thing is the length of time on, on your credit. So if you have all these credit cards, say you opened a credit card like eight years ago, and you're like, you know, I'm not going to use that credit card. I went ahead and closed that credit card because I don't want to deal with it. Guess what? If you close that eight-year credit card, your average age, the length of time is going to go down and actually it's going to push your score down. And you want to keep those cards. You want to keep those old credit lines and those old cards. Okay. So keep them open, but also some of those cards may have annual fees that you're not paying attention to. So make sure you pay them because out of sight is out of mind. Okay. If you're not paying attention, it's going to leave you. So remember that, that keep a record of all your credit cards. I want you, your homework assignment today. Okay is make a list of all the credit cards you have. And if you don't know, then you want to go on to Credit Karma, creditkarma.com or on your phone. And it lists all the credit cards that you have. Write them all down. Because if you don't know about it, and if, if there's an annual fee or what kind of fee on it, and it goes to collection over 20-something dollars because an annual fee of an old credit card that kind of like charge up again and you didn't know about, it's going to actually drop your score. Okay. So keep pay attention to those cards. Okay. The other thing is 10% of your score is on increase. That means new credit. Like you're applying for new credit. Don't apply for too much credit. If you don't need it every year. Okay. You're allowed like two or three. Say, okay. But if you apply for too many, guess what happens? It's going to show that you're desperate. So lower the amount of increase, okay? Don't apply for too many credit cards, okay? Keep it on the low. So that's 10% of your score. The last 10% of your score is the credit mix. Credit mix is different types of credit that reports on your, your file. So it could be your student loans, could be a piece of it, your house loan, your house mortgage, um, your car loan and credit cards. So make a mix of them. A healthy mix is good. Don't just do all credit cards. I would suggest that if you want, if you only have credit cards, go to your credit union, get like a little loan, even for like a thousand dollars or $800, a line of credit, and they'll give it to you and keep that there. Or even, a even like a little line of credit, just in case like you bounce a check, that's considered also another mix of credit. So having that mix shows that you can handle different, different types of credit. Okay. So I went through the factors of credit. It's really important. I know for some people it's like boring or whatnot,
But when you get into the credit game and you understand how this game is played and manipulated so that you know how to make your score the best, remember the system is out there to help you because you don't get rewarded unless you work on it. You don't deserve good credit until you put your time in it and really keep an eye on it. Right, Nate? Did I lose you? I'm here for it. Taking notes. I got all these steps down. Oh, Love my it, God. That's so awesome. I, I love hanging out. Nate, you know, I missed that. Much. I'm going to say something. I made a smoothie this morning, and you didn't ring the doorbell. So I'm going to have your part of the smoothie. I'm on the way. Just let me get to the airport real quick first. <laughs> well, hopefully you're you're driving safe in that rain. Um, but, you know, talking about – let's take a little break right here. But it's about, you know, the whiteboard that, that Nate talks about. Um, you know, keeping a notebook of your finances is so important. As you write your affirmations on that whiteboard, create a notebook that has all your notes of all your your credit cards and what you're spending it on, and kind of like your budget every month is so critically important to get really good credit. Okay, I want to take a few questions before I go up to the next step. Uh, does anyone have any questions on the fact? Oh, Brooke, go ahead, Brooke. My hey, friend. Um... I have to message you because I'm going to be in Vegas, but um, so what is the best way to dispute something? I've been told so many different things, but I have something that really um, needs to be off of there. Do you dispute it through the credit bureau or do you go to the creditor themselves and yeah. like write a, is it a physical letter? Yeah. You, so yeah, Brooke, that's a really good question. So Unless I see what that item is, it depends. If it's a medical item, is it a collection, if it's a tax lien, we use different methods for different things. Um, and, and just to generalize it, what you want to do is make sure that you send them a certified letter and also follow up. And what you want to do is send it to the credit bureaus. Um, most oftentimes, you send it to the creditor. But the thing is, the creditor already sold that debt to a collection company. And remember one thing, write this down. We do not negotiate with terrorists. We do not negotiate with terrorists. So collection companies are technically terrorists because they really don't have, they're not technically supposed to have that debt of yours because you don't have a signature with them. So how we do it is making sure that we write the right letters to um, address that particular item. If it's a medical item. It's going to be a letter that talks about um, your rights, your your HIPAA violations, you know, because technically that collection company is not supposed to know about your medical records or anything because they're going to be asking the hospital for it. There is a violation right there. So to be general about it, Brooke, there are certain letters that address certain things depending on that type of debt. You know, if it's a tax lien, then we have to deal with different things. If it's a bankruptcy, we got to deal with the courts. So it just really depends. We just have to break it down. You can definitely, again, guys, our team is specialized in handling all different types of collection items and negative derogatory items. So, you know, it's kind of like going to the, like, would you ever pull your own teeth out? I mean, would you, I mean, if you, if you had like, like some type of root canal, do you go and tie your teeth to a, to a string and then close the door on it, hoping that the, the pain will go away? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it just depends on the item. If it's something simple, like a simple collection, maybe. But if it gets difficult, remember, sometimes these collection companies get a little bit um, 
you know, difficult. And they actually have a, their own uh, legal firm that actually tried to get a default judgment. A default judgment is when they sue you for that collection because they have an aggressive law firm. And they sometimes they wish that you don't show up. And most people don't show up to the court hearing. And what they do is they get a summary judgment. And that gives them the ability to go into your bank and and drew, draw funds out of it or go to your employer and garnish your wages. And that's like the worst scenario, Brooke. But in order for you to avoid that, you have to handle that collection company early on to send them the letter so that you can prevent them from uh, going after you and exercising your credit rights and your you know consumer rights. Does that answer your question, Brooke? So much, so much. Thank you so much. You are like such a gem. I love you. Yeah. And, and for those who want to sign up, you know, I have two di types of program, you know, it's the high level one, which I handle. It's, uh, you know, 8,000 something, but that's just the higher amount. But we do have an entry one where my team dives into your credit file and it's more affordable. You can definitely, you know, hit me up on that. It's like I have a clubhouse offer for that. If those who want, you get like a coupon for it. It's like a monthly program, very affordable. But again, you know, Ashley mentioned that, you know, it's always investing in yourself. You know, if, if, if it's a it's a problem that won't go away unless you address it. You know, it's it's what price are you paying for not taking care of this thorn in your in your you know heart, you know, because it is not having your finances in order is very difficult for you to operate. You know, you have, you, you're stressed out. You want to make sure that you have your financial uh, house in order so that you can grow your business so that you can contribute to the causes that you want so that you can con travel and meet Glenn and meet David and meet Nate and Brooke and Ashley has an event and Marcus has an event. So if you don't have your finances in order, let me ask you, if you don't have a credit card and you, your credit is, 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 is in a bad place, how can you travel to see Ashley? How can you go and learn and level your game up? You can't even buy a ticket to go, you know, to an airplane ticket. And when you get to the hotel, think about it. When you get to the hotel, no, wait, before you get to the hotel, say you have to rent a car. Let, let's get to that and you didn't have a credit card and you only had a little bit of cash and a debit card, when you go and you go and you rent a car at Hertz or Alamo, did you know there's a sign right there that says, for those who are paying with a debit card, we're going to run your credit. And we're going to, if once we're done, we're going to hold a big amount on your debit card and say you have $800 on there. They're going to freeze maybe four to $500 in addition to the car rental amount. So now you're already almost close to hitting your limit on your debit card, which is cash. And then when you get to the hotel, the hotel will say 175 a night. They're going to go again, hold more funds. So, but there's not enough money in there. So guess what? You're going to have to buddy up with somebody to stay at a hotel because you couldn't put it on that debit card because it's not a credit card. So that's the pain that you're going to feel when you do travel and, and I, I see it so often because I'm always speaking at these big events, these you know different organizations and these meetings and stuff and people would come and, and try to check into their hotels and I know they have bad credit because they, they whip out their, their debit card. There's no credit card and they're struggling to get a room because they're maxed out or they can't charge anymore to hold because it's called incidentals. 
write that down, incidentals. These wholesales don't play. And if they do hold those funds, remember, you don't have access to that funds for seven to 10 business days sometimes. As soon as you check out, it's seven to 10 business days before they release it because they want to make sure that nothing is broken in that hotel. Now, on the other hand, if you do have all these credit lines, there's no, there's no problem with you moving around. You can travel. You can go and do what you're meant to do. Go and speak at those events. Go and travel. Go and learn things from these seminars and conventions. Do you see how powerful credit is? Does anyone have any questions about that? Has anyone experienced the, the pain that I'm talking about? You want to blink your mic? No one? Oh, I've dealt with that for sure. Uh, who's that? Oh, it's Brooke. I, it's Brooke, I yeah. Tell you. me. Tell me about that because I want other people. I hope I'm not making this up. I see this no. all the time. Brooke, tell me, please. Listen, I am. I mean, you and I sat and I opened up to you. I had some crazy stuff happen with an ex and, you know, I made some difficult, ridiculous decisions. And so I've, you know, I travel all the time and I have had to have enough in my account to cover the car, the debit card stuff, and then, you know, have to be at the hotel. And by the uh, the end of it, I'm, you know, there's like a thousand dollar hold on my bank account because I didn't have enough on a credit card or they were maxed out. And, you know, I had to use the, the cash that I had just gotten or whatever, because being an entrepreneur, you don't have, you know, the same amount coming in every week, most of the time. So it's embarrassing and it's frustrating. And if, if, if something happens while you're traveling, you are, you know, you're kind of dead in the water. So it's, um, this is so imperative. And I've been working on this for the last year and listening to everything Credit Ninja says. And um, I am actually going to probably sign up for the monthly with, with your team because that is an incredible, like, program um and just to even be on here and listen to you um thank you so much but yeah it's embarrassing and it's frustrating um and your money gets like held up and then by the time you get home it's still there and you're kind of like oh my god when when can i have access to my funds um and you know it, it credit is the most important the most important thing for just going forward and like right now in Boise, Idaho, when people are moving from California um, here and they can buy property with cash and you're the one that has to have a mortgage, like it's very difficult to buy property in Idaho right now. In a lot of places, it's a seller's market. But if you walked in there with an 850 credit score and, you know, and a down payment, like th they don't care. So, you know, they're obviously dealing with people with cash, you know, it's going to be a, um, you know, competition, but um, the freedom and the things that you can do and the, um, you know, things you can do with your, for your children, uh, it's just all based on that, that credit score and, and what you're doing with it. So anyway, I, well, I've definitely dealt with it. Well, you know what I want to, guys, I want to applaud Brooke for being vulnerable there because this is something that most people don't want to talk about. And the thing is, she's telling you that it really does exist. And Brooke, I love you to death. You know that. I mean, we spent time here. I love here. you too. And to know that, you know, you've been through it, it's, you don't feel alone, okay? Just know that a lot of people have been through it. 
and to be able to talk about your situation and know how important it is, not only does credit help you to get that house, but also your credit score actually helps you build all your credit you know, access to credit so that you can put it in your business. Imagine how big your, your business could grow if you have these credit lines so that you can be at these different events and meet more people so that you can increase your income. Because think about, Brooke, don't you agree if you have all these lines, couldn't you have grown your business way faster with like all these lines that you could leverage? Tell me that. What? what oh, how absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I've had that situation when I first started my business. Uh, well, my first business in 2010, um, I it was all personally funded. I took out 401k. Um, I did all kinds of different things because I didn't have great credit. I had just bought a house. There was all kinds of things that I had to personally fund it. I had to go look for investors. It, it was so much harder for me to start that business. I mean, I did it and I you know pulled myself up, but it could have grown exponentially. And even now, you know, I'm still at this point where I kind of have to do everything myself um, in the web development agency. I have some subcontractors, but it could absolutely be huge. And I want to point something else really, really fast is that um, I drive my kid around. He's 16, still does, doesn't have his driver's license. Um, I mean, why would he when he has a mom that drives him around? But um, we're driving all over the place and I always have Clubhouse on while he's in here. So I just want to say, Clubhouse is so great because you never really know the information you're going to get. But if your kid can listen to this because he was like, oh, my God, yeah, I learned about that and I learned about that. And you just changed the 16 year old's life because he just asked to be put on my credit card. And so now he understands that author, um, authorized user. So anyway, like that's awesome. Oh, my God. And remember, Brooke, and here's the key. If you add them on, you create history. You as a parent need to be responsible and not miss any payments because it's kind of like donating blood. It's going to go right to him. And also those balances, you know, keep them as low as possible or keep them at zero every month. Why? Because now you're creating a really good history for him. The best gift that you can give your kids is the gift of good credit and financial literacy. The best gift. Because guess what? They'll, they're going to be grateful because when they get to a legal age, they can go ahead and buy their own car when they're working. They can go ahead and rent their own apartment, and you can start them off on the right foot. And I see a lot of parents can't do that because something happened to them financially through divorce, through job loss, through unfortunate things, and their credit is so crushed they can't even help their kids. So understand one thing. The more responsible you are, the more that you learn, it's not only going to help you, but it's also going to help your family. Right, Brooke? Oh, my God. And that's all. I mean, you guys know I've, I've talked about it a lot, like his the relationship I have with him. I want him to have everything that I didn't have. And I had no, just like you guys were talking about, we had no financial education. Um, he actually spoke up and said um, that, that he had two years, well, two years in, in junior high that they did these classes. Um, the one thing that was ridiculous was that it was a, an elective. I was like, oh, that should, should be required. Oh, sorry. That should absolutely be required um, education. And so, but it got them all thinking about it. Now there's all these resources that he can go to and of course, listen to you. Um, but it's so important that we teach 
our children, you know, all I learned as a kid was that I was on my own and, you know, figure it out. And there was no YouTube university. There was no anything like this. So obviously I'm very well, passionate about this. It's, it's funny so you important. said that. It's funny you said that, Brooke, but um, I've been in this space for about 25 years and I've been asked so many times, do you have a course? Do you have a thing? I've never had a course because I had a, I have a credit company, recredit.co. You can check in my bio. You can uh, go to recredit.co and learn more about my company. I'm the CEO of that company. My personal brand is Credit Ninja, so you can find me on Instagram. But the cool part is probably by the end of October, I will be releasing a course, okay, that will be teaching credit basics, but also travel, how to use those points. We talked about that, huh, Brooke, traveling, and how to get your credit to a point to, that it's good enough that you can now get the right credit cards and getting that travel game going. I mean, for those who don't know, I use a lot of points. So a lot of my travel is basically close to being free. I mean, going, Brooke knows how I stay. <laughs> I stay at five-star resorts. <laughs> I fly first class. You know, I, I fly private jets. Um, the cool part is I know how the game is played. I know how the relationships are built. So for those who are interested, definitely follow me on Instagram. Turn on your bell notifications, and I will I will put a big announcement of when that course is going to be released. It's going to be very affordable, um, and that everyone can learn, and you can share it with your family because you know sharing is caring. The more that you're financially strong, the more that you understand basics of credit, the better that off you are. And you know what? Brooke started like what about six seven months ago uh, meeting me and now she's it's always on her mind now because I want you to be aware of it the more that you think about it the more that's fresh in your mind the more that's in front of you create everyone create a little folder that says credit in fact just name it credit ninja I don't know uh, just so you remember me and all these little steps that you learn uh, on Money Monday, where Nate uh, announces me to come on, the more things that you know, the more I'm going to give you some homework assignments. So your homework assignment, I always start, I always end my conversations with my clients with a homework assignment. So everyone's homework assignment is, do you know what your credit score is? If not, go to creditkarma.com. It's not accurate, but at least you have that account set up. Get your username and your password, write it in that credit folder that we talked about, Credit Ninja folder, okay? Username is your email that you have set up and your password, keep it there. So that way we can go over that together when my team talks to you. Second thing that's important is go find out where your driver's license is. Some people are driving around with their, can you believe some people drive around without their driver's license because they forgot to get it renewed? I can't believe it. But find out your driver's license. If not, your passport, okay? And I always recommend people, even though you don't travel a lot, always try to get your passport when you can. I'll tell you why. When you lose your driver license, you have your passport as your backup. That's a little tip, guys. Get a passport, not just for travel, but as a backup ID, okay? The third thing I want you to look for is your social security card. Go find out where it's at. No, locate it. Most people don't even know where their social security card. They haven't really thought about it. But when you start disputing things with the credit bureaus, you need to show that that's you. There's so much fraud going on. So if someone disputes it from our end, if we dispute it, we need your social security card, not just a picture of it. We need to see the physical card, the front and back. The reason why we need the back is if you turn around your social security card, the back 
there are some numbers back there. They're, they're locator numbers. It shows where it was issued, what date, it's these red little numbers, write it down. There are numbers in the back. That's why we need the front and the back. The third thing we need to know is your utility bill. Find out if you have a utility bill in your name. If not, a bank statement, something that's tied to your name and your address. The reason why that's important when we dispute is when we, if you look at your credit report, there's a whole bunch of addresses, old addresses from like five years, 10 years, whatever, it's on there. You don't need any of that stuff. You, it should only be your most current address, your one name, not 10 different names of Brooke, Brooke Ashley Marcus. It can't be like that. It just has to be your real name, Brooke Lacey, okay? Or my name, Leanne Wynn. There can't be a whole bunch of variation. Why? Because it gets tied to old data. That's the secret, guys. That's the, that's the first step is to get rid of all those old data. And Brooke is going to agree with me. Old data is binary. It's codes. 010101, okay? It's tied with your name. It's, it's locators. It's, it's, it's located, like your address is tied with binary codes. Brooke, explain to them in one sense, a few sentences, binary code and how that's tied to data. <laughs> You know, it all boils back down to electricity. A one, it's just either on or off. So a one is, is on and a zero is off and it breaks that circuit. And that code is attached to a character, uh, a letter, a character. And, and that's what it all boils down to. And it's always coded. Everything is coded and everything is um, find outable. <laughs> All right, I'm glad she backed me up. So it's tied to old data, okay? So that was the reason why the first thing I did to remove $165,000 collection debt is to clean up my personal data, okay? And that way, when I start the dispute process, when they went to validate those addresses, those old addresses are no, t no longer tied to that debt that they were telling me I had. And guess what? Kaputs, they're gone. So. Big tip, guys. So your homework assignment, set up Credit Karma. Number two, driver license, social security card, utility bill with your current address. The key is right down there, it's association with data, your personal information, addresses, employers, phone numbers. You don't even need to have your phone number on your credit report, okay? So when you do sign up for any of these services, you don't have to put your real phone number. You can put a different num number just because you don't want solicitors to call you and try to get you into their services. So that's another tip. Um, anyways, I know we went through a lot, but it's so important that you keep that notebook. So I encourage each and every one of you to keep a Credit Ninja notebook with all this information and we can always go back and find out you know, your questions on it, okay? But I want everyone to do an exercise right now. Okay, so I want everyone to stand up wherever you're at, because I know you're probably sitting down looking at the screen. Stand up. I want you to do this 60 second breathing exercise. I know there's a lot of tension when we talk about credit and money. So I want you to close your eyes. Okay, I want you to put your hand on your heart. I want you to close your eyes and take deep breath as I'm talking to you. Breathe out. Did you know that your heart beats like 115 times a day and that it works so hard for you and that, you know, it deals with all this stress and anxiety? I want you to, every time you breathe out, 
I want you to know that you're not in this alone, that you have me and everyone on the stage to help you through it, okay? And that I want you to appreciate everything that your heart do for you. 115,000 times a day, your heart beats. That's a lot of beating. So I want you to take a deep breath out and let you know that it's gonna be okay as we go through this journey together. And that, you know, as much as Ashley and Marcus says that em embrace your ambition, we're gonna embrace your credit, okay? Embrace your financial house and keep it in order and know that we're gonna inject this vitamin C in it, which is credit, which is confidence, which is courage. I want you to take a deep breath out. I want you to open your eyes. How does that feel? How does that feel? Can someone chime in? How does that feel? So good. I feel so good and relaxed. Good? <clears throat> well, I wanted to, uh, I know we're getting close to the, the top of the hours right now. But um, I want you to know that it takes a lot of participation to do this. So remember, um, we all start from somewhere. And that's why I wanted to do that homework assignment, knowing what your credit score is. Remember, and Credit Karma is a free app. So it's not going to be accurate, but it gives you at least those factors that we talked about. You know, your debt load, your payment history, your, um, you know, amounts that you owe, the age, the new credit increase, and the mix. And it starts with that. It starts with being aware of where your credit is. And that's where you want to start. And we're going to go on this game together. How about everyone in this Breakfast of Champions room and anyone that you invite, you invite in, we're going to all go towards the 800s, okay? Let's shoot for like the 700s, and we're going to take this journey together. <laughs> I noticed Annette right next to me has that bus. We're going to be on that bus together, Annette. Uh, we're going to all ride this financial bus together, and we're going to help each other. We're going to support each other to get better. But what I encourage you is to follow me on Instagram. Turn on your bell notification, not only here, but also um, on, on Instagram. And you know what? Maybe put the words, um, breakfast. how about like breakfast? Yeah, let's put breakfast as the, as the word. And I will send you information when that course comes out, okay? And then, of course, if you go to my bio, the link in my bio, just a sign up for the monthly. If you can only afford the monthly, go ahead and sign up there. But the code that I want you to use is Clubhouse. You get like $20 a month off. The, the, the normal price is $129 a month, but you get $20 off a month. And um, that's going to really help you get on the right thing. Because if you're not plugged in and if you're not aware, then you're not going to pay attention to it. So the more that you're plugged in, the more attention that you pay, your, your credit's going to eventually get better because we have a team that's there for you that you can call and ask. And we're the only credit services company that actually has someone that you can talk to, that you can send messages to. All the other competitors... Um, that are out there, I'm not gonna name names. Oh, Lexington, oops, sorry. Um, and all these places, they don't even take phone calls, okay? So that's the difference between us and them is that we're more of an education, customer service-based company, and we're able to help you through, the, through that process. Um, 
And at the same time, we'll do something special for Breakfast of Champions where if we get a certain number of signups, we're going to do an event uh, for uh, Breakfast of Champions. We'll do something special for them, okay, so that we can all do this together. Uh, with that, I wanted to uh, end it with, uh, we're going to come back and talk about, you know, the homework assignment that I've given you and follow up on those steps that we did. Because, you know, the more prepared you are, the more organized you are in your credit, that's the first step to finding out what things that you need to do. Because it starts somewhere, right, Brooke? Because I know you're pretty aware now, right? Oh my God, I've learned so much from you. <laughs> I actually just moved a meeting uh, as you started talking, just by the way, because this is so important, but I have learned so much from you. It's like, I, I can't even explain it. My life is up leveling because of everything I've learned from everybody here, but um, especially with credit, sometimes you just put your head in the sand and you can't do that anymore. I put my head in the sand because I thought I was so smart. I mean, I am really smart. So how could I possibly be so you know wrong with finances and so once you just get your head out of your well the sand uh it, it, everything changes so i'm so well, grateful at, for you look, look, at, look at brooke's picture look how happy she is <laughs> um but you know what and here's the thing i just want everyone to know that life life does a lot of crazy things to you but just know that being in this room with glenn with nate with david with brooke with ash with marcus and so on and so on we're all here on this journey together you know we're we're gonna go up together we're imagine you're on a private jet with me okay and we're taking off together and we're sharing knowledge together and we're gonna we're gonna hold each other accountable you know find an accountability partner okay partner up with someone and and just check on each other hey how's your credit going let's make it a competition you know or collaboration in a sense and let's let's check on our score every month set it on your calendar remember that credit calendar that's talking about the awareness writing it down when you write things down things become clear and Nate had mentioned the whole whiteboard thing the first thing I talk to with my client is show me your whiteboard and sometimes they take out a piece of paper or something really small and I go, you know what? Your dream is not big enough. You need a bigger whiteboard so you can game plan this whole thing. You know, Nate's been to my house. I have whiteboards everywhere. I literally have it on my uh, refrigerator. It's out in my living room. It's out near the hallway. It's, I am reminded every day of what I do. I have neon lights of Credit Ninja. I have Credit Ninja back. But the backboard is Credit Ninja. I have pillows that are Credit Ninja. I have figurines that are Credit Ninja. I have hoodies that are Credit Ninja. I make sure that I wake up and know who I am. Do you know who you are? I'm so glad I'm here. Thank you for having me, Nate. I want to finish on time. I want to hand it back to you. I am grateful every day that I have you guys all as friends. And I believe in you because we can make this happen. I'm done speaking. Thank you, Credit Ninja. And that wraps up the social media show segment on this Monday. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.